Over the past few months, I've featured brief interviews from 16 community members recorded at IndieWeb Summit in Portland and at IndieWeb Camp NYC. I'm currently out of interviews, but I'd love to know your IndieWeb story. I'll be conducting remote interviews over Mumble, AppearIn, Discord, or the audio video system of your choice. If you'd like to appear in a brief one-minute interview on this podcast, let me know in the IndieWeb Meta channel on IRC or Slack. Just ask for Schmarty. Alternatively, you can make a post on your site stating your interest. Include a link to my site at martymcgui.re and send a web mention to let me know about it. I look forward to hearing from you. Hello and welcome to This Week in the IndieWeb Audio Edition for the week of December 2nd through 8th, 2017. This Week in the IndieWeb is a weekly digest of activities in the IndieWeb community at IndieWeb.org. It contains recent and upcoming events, posts from Indie News, and a summary of wiki edits. This Week in the IndieWeb is sent out on Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, with this audio edition appearing the following day. You can find the web edition of This Week in the IndieWeb, including all links and an archive of all past editions, at IndieWeb.org this-week. Events Homebrew Website Club is a bi-weekly meetup of people passionate about or interested in creating, improving, building, and designing their own website. Most meetings take place every other Wednesday from 6.30pm to 7.30pm, with an optional quiet writing hour from 5.30pm to 6.30pm beforehand. Next week, Homebrew Website Club will meet on three nights internationally. On Tuesday, December 12th, Homebrew Website Club will meet in Baltimore. Wednesday, December 13th, is the next regularly scheduled Homebrew Website Club, with Nuremberg, Brighton, and London confirmed so far, as well as two virtual Homebrew Website Clubs, one at Central European Time and one starting at 7.30pm Eastern for the Americas. On Thursday, December 14th, Homebrew Website Club will meet in Berlin. If you're an organizer, please remember to update the wiki with information about your venue, times, and how to RSVP. And remember, you can always find info about the next upcoming Homebrew Website Club meetups at IndieWeb.org next-hwc. Interested in starting a Homebrew Website Club in your city? It can be as simple as grabbing a friend and heading to your favorite coffee shop, bar, living room, or any other meeting place. You can find plenty of information about Homebrew Website Club, including tips for how to organize your own, at IndieWeb.org HWC. This weekend, on December 9th and 10th, IndieWeb Camp Austin took place at Capital Factory in Austin, Texas. You can find notes from the sessions, videos of the event, and more at IndieWeb.org 2017 Austin. Registration is now open for the first Indie Web Camp Baltimore, scheduled to take place January 20th and 21st at the Digital Harbor Foundation Tech Center in downtown Baltimore, Maryland. Learn more and register now at 2018.indieweb.org Baltimore. All Indie Web events follow the Indie Web Code of Conduct, which can be found at indieweb.org coc. And all IndieWeb events are volunteer-run, so if you are interested in helping organize, getting the word out, finding sponsors, and more, let us know in the chat at chat.indieweb.org. In IndieWebCamp-related events, a new page was created for DuckBoat, a vehicle used for conducting duck tours. IndieWeb community members David Chansky and Marty McGuire took a tour of Austin, Texas via DuckBoat on the Friday afternoon before IndieWebCamp Austin. You can find photos from the event at IndieWeb.org slash DuckEmojiBoatEmoji. 
Here's a brief summary of posts collected this week by Indie News, a community-curated list of articles relevant to the Indie Web. You can read more or submit posts of your own at news.indieweb.org. Chris Aldrich at bafosako.com shared a link to the release notes for an alpha version of the linkback module for Drupal 8, which features support for sending and receiving web mentions. Congratulations to Dan Fight at hongpong.com and to everyone else that made it happen. And now, a selection of this week's updates from the IndieWeb Wiki at IndieWeb.org. New Community Members A new user page was created for Kurt Williams at islandinthenet.com. Kurt is an information security professional, former web developer, avid photographer, technology geek, and a fanatic of craft ales and coffee. A new user page was created for Andrea Arbogast at andreaarbogast.com. Andrea has been working on the web professionally for over 15 years and is, quote, front-end developer by day, dog trainer by night, and weekends. A new user page was created for Marcus Herung at byzero.de. Marcus is a, quote, code and infrastructure cleric living in Hamelburg, Germany. If you haven't already, now is a good time to create your own user page. It's a great way to introduce yourself to the IndieWeb community and to collect the things that you are working on or want to work on for your personal website. For more details, visit IndieWeb.org Wikifying. Community and Concepts The IndieWeb Wiki received several upgrades this week and is now running on a more modern version of MediaWiki. Additionally, Wiki content is now periodically backed up to GitHub, thanks to Aaron Parecki for the server and software updates. A new page was created for Posting Graph, a visualization of publishing frequency which can be represented in various ways, such as a calendar heat map or a sparkline graph. One popular example of a posting graph is GitHub's Contribution Graph, which shows commit activity per day. Several IndieWeb community members also display some form of posting graph on their sites. A new page was created for Destination, which, in the context of posting, indicates the site or page on which a new post should appear. As a silo example, Facebook's posting interface allows users to select from a list of destinations, including their own timeline page and the list of pages where they have administration privileges. IndieWeb folks who post to multiple sites via Micropub will find that this is not yet a common Micropub client feature. A new page was created for 2017-12 IndieWeb Challenge, which aims to collectively ship something IndieWeb-related every day of December. Something, in this case, can be anything from editing wiki pages to shipping updates on any of the community libraries. Once you finish something, write a short blog post and link to it in the calendar. A new page was created for Obituary, a type of post that reports on the death of a person that often includes an account of their life, information about their funeral arrangements, as well as comments from people who knew them. The presentations page was updated with a link to a post by Tom Brown at heretomwiththeweather.com, in which he shares a link to the slides for his recent talk at the Austin RB Ruby Developers Meetup titled Jekyll IndieWeb and Friends. Services and Organizations Social crowdfunding silo Patreon announced a change to its fee structures this week that will lead to increased fees for patrons. The sudden rollout of this change has led to backlash from creators that rely on Patreon for support. Relatedly, the Stripe page was updated with information on how its credit card processing could be used as a way of accepting recurring support payments outside of Patreon. 
The Silo Deaths page was updated with information about several services. First, archival bookmarking silo Gimme Bar announced this week that it would be shutting down. The site is no longer accepting new bookmarks, and users are encouraged to download and export of their data. Next, address book silo Plaxo has announced plans to begin deleting user data on January 1st of 2018, so users are encouraged to export their data soon. And a correction from last week, the OAuth.net and OAuth.org sites, which contain information about the secure authorization standard, are, in fact, still up and running. The silo page was updated with a link to a post by Joshua Topolsky at theoutline.com titled The Death of the Internet. In it, Topolsky reflects on his personal experiences with the internet and the open web as part of the real world. He worries that silos like Twitter and Facebook, which thrive on so-called engagement, have no incentive or intention to curb targeted abuse. The IoT page was updated with a link to a new guide from Mozilla entitled Privacy Not Included. This holiday shopping guide covers many popular smart home, wearable, and other consumer devices, providing information about the ways they monitor users, how the resulting data is shared, and what degree of control you have over that data as a user. The longevity page has been updated with links to services such as Blurb and Blog2Print and the Pressbooks WordPress plugin, which combined allow customers to create printed books from the material on their website. Indie Web Development the Static Site page was updated with a link to a post by Lauren Hadley at l4ur3n.github.io titled Simple Static Blogging Engine in Python. In it, Hadley describes the requirements for and the inner workings of a static site generator that she created for her own site, written in Python. The Gravatar page was updated with some criticism about the way the service exposes weakly hashed email addresses, which can be brute forced to find email addresses of users with avatar images on the service. The page was also updated with a link to WordPress Expose. Available at wordpressexpose.chrisgherbert.com, the service can crawl WordPress sites with anonymous API access enabled to enumerate all users on the site and can expose their email addresses via Gravatar image URLs. The accessibility page was updated with a link to a post by Alan Dalton at 24ways.org titled Web Content Accessibility Guidelines for People Who Haven't Read Them. The post seeks to demystify the roughly 1,200 pages of techniques for ensuring that content on the web is accessible to people with different abilities. The AIM page was updated with a link to a post by Gregor Morrill at gregorlove.com, in which he details how he exported his AOL Instant Messenger contacts using browser development tools. AOL Instant Messenger will be discontinued on December 15th, and the service has not given users a feature to export their contacts. The Let's Encrypt page was updated with a link to ModMD, a module in development for the Apache web server which automates SSL certificate provisioning for hosted sites. And finally, the Migration page was updated with a link to a post by Kiai Kim at kiaikim.com titled How to Move a WordPress Site from One Web Host to Another Like DreamHost. In it, Kim gives detailed instructions on how to back up all content from a WordPress site and restore it on a new host. That's going to do it for this week. Thank you for listening. This English version of This Week in the Indie Web Audio Edition was read and produced by Marty McGuire. If you have suggestions for improving this audio edition of the newsletter, please feel free to contact Marty in the IndieWeb chat. This Week in the IndieWeb and the Indie News services are provided by Aaron Parecki. 
Music for this episode included the tracks Day 85, Suit, Day 48, Glitch, Day 49, Floating, Day 9, and Day 11 of Aaron Parecki's 100 Days of Music Project. Find out more at 100.aaronparecki.com. Learn more about the IndieWeb at IndieWeb.org, and join the discussion via Slack, IRC, or the web at chat.indieweb.org.